Yeah, it's so nice to meet you. Tell me about being a vegan as an Islamic woman. I'm fascinated. Okay, well, I was born in Pakistan. And uh, when I was a young little wee one, my mom used to tell me stories uh, from Islam. She would educate me right. on the religion and she would share all these incredible stories about compassion and uh, justice. And it all seemed so beautiful. As I got older and I saw what we were doing to animals, there was just something about watching them being slaughtered which we do very mm. often during, uh, there's Eid al-Adha, which happens mm. in, the, in the Muslim community, but also pretty regularly people eating meat. Of course, yeah, get mm. the animals. Mm. Uh, the more I would see that, the more uncomfortable I mm. felt. There was just something about it that didn't quite jive oh. for me. And I wasn't sure why, but while I was young, I decided to go vegetarian. Mm. And I said to my parents, I don't want to eat meat. I realized later that my parents, because they believed um, it, it was with the best of intentions that they would mix chicken in my lentils, my dal, because they thought otherwise I wouldn't be able to get protein. Wow. And so as a child, I didn't know that I could get upset with them or angry with them. I just kind of resigned myself to my fate and said, oh, well, I guess I have to eat it fine. Um, and I stuck to eating animals that didn't look like animals for the vast majority of my life until I was in my mid-20s and I thought to myself why am I eating fish fillet and chicken nuggets and ground meat when it's not something that appeals to me and I don't want to be eating animals I love animals and so it took a little bit of courage and the reason I realized I, I was doing that was really because of societal pressure. Mm. It wasn't because I wanted yeah. to eat it, but it was yeah. because it was normal. And yeah. if you didn't eat it, you were odd. And everybody mm. would look at you at the dinner parties and say, oh, you're still not eating chicken, right? It was, it was a, I didn't have the answers. I didn't know how to respond. Right. And so in my mid-20s, I said, wait a second. I now know how to respond. Yeah. And I don't need to have every answer. Yeah. I like it. I don't have to eat that. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the moment the clouds parted. It was much later that I overheard someone speaking with uh, a mutual friend. And he said, you know, people only knew that the dairy industry is even worse than the meat industry. And in that moment, I was like, what is he talking about? And I didn't ask him. I actually went home and looked it up. And the more I learned about what was happening in the dairy industry, right, the more I found that it didn't actually jive at all with Islamic teachings that I had been taught my whole life. It was actually quite the contrary. How so? How does it not align, dairy not align with Islamic teachings? So, for example, uh, there's this concept of halal. Yeah. And halal um, means permissible. Right. In the Quran, it says we can eat animals and it says that we can eat that which is permissible and pure, halal and tayyam. Now, dairy is not pure in the form that it is cultivated today. In right, farms. yeah. Dairy uh, includes things like taking the calf away from the mum, artificial insemination. None of that's actually allowed in Islam. So halal is often confused for sabiha. Sabiha is a set of rules around the halal slaughter. Right. But it's only a small set of rules. There's other rules that are entirely ignored. For example, an animal cannot see uh, another slaughtered, cannot hear another slaughtered, cannot see blood, smell blood, 
any of that. And that's, of course, happening all over the Muslim world. When I've been to various Muslim countries or seen any genocide, yeah. they're, they're killing it. They're all together. Exactly. Yeah. And so that actually isn't halal. So the halal certifications today in various parts of the world, including the Muslim world, but mm. also the diaspora, you'll see that there is a, a handful of rules, like saying the prayer mm. and whatnot. But these are only zabiha rules. These are not actually halal rules. Wow. And in Islam, what a lot of people don't know is that if we don't know the origin and if we don't know if that animal's been treated with any type of cruelty at all, mm. we are actually not allowed to eat it. So it's actually haram. And there is a uh, documentary on YouTube around uh, the corruption in, in the halal meat industry that speaks to this. It doesn't even talk about, these are by people who eat animals, Dang. and they're talking about the unethical practices of, that are happening under this label. Mm. And so the more uh, I feel we learn, I think, the more we learn about how animals are being treated, how they're being treated yeah. as production widgets, there's no way any of that is allowed in what the religion has actually laid out as the rules. Right. I grew up Hindu in my family. And uh, many of my Hindu family members uh, were comfortable eating chicken. And I found it fascinating because in Hinduism, we're taught ahimsa. Ahimsa being what? It's nonviolence. Right. Nonviolence to all beings. Right. And uh, I find it interesting that how people have interpreted things in ways that suit them. Mm -hmm. Like a Hindu eating a chicken is actually not in line with the teachings of the Bhagavad Gita. It's simply not. Yes. And if, if you're still calling yourself a Hindu and having chicken, you are actually going against you know, your religious teachings. Um, and so I'm really curious with, because um, a friend asked me the other day, are there any religions that promote eating animals, like promote um, like the killing of animals, the, the use of animals, stuff like that. And I'm like, well, I don't think so. Like, I'm, I mean, I know in Hinduism, that's not the case. I know that in um, uh, Christianity, not the Old Testament, that also promotes mm -hmm. killing homosexuals. So I don't think we should look at that. Mm -hmm. um, but if we really go back to the root of all of our religious texts from every religion, does it promote uh, like in Islam, does it promote killing animals? I, I'm re genuinely really curious on that. That's a really good question. In Islam, you can eat animals. Oh. It does not say you have to eat animals. Right. That's a very important animals. distinction. Yes. Incredibly important. It says you can. And of course, the religion came down 1,500 years ago, yeah. 1,500 years ago in a desert there was no import-export, there were no grocery stores, and even at that time, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, rarely ate animals, rarely. Mm. And so if in circumstances like that, one is rarely eating animals, the one whose example we are supposed to follow. Today, Muslims are eating animals twice a day, three times a day, yeah. every day. And in fact, Islamic teachings say, beware of your stomachs turning into graveyards. What's also really fascinating is that um, in Islam, we are taught, and it says in the Quran, that animals are made in communities, mm. just like us. Mm. And that they will go to their Lord at the end, meaning they will testify on how they've been treated. There is extreme significance on how we treat animals in the religion of Islam. We are taught story after story of a very pious Muslim doing just one act of cruelty to an animal and being destined to hellfire. Meanwhile, an impious person or a non-Muslim just doing one 
small act of kindness towards an animal that has all their sins forgiven and is destined for heaven. And it's not one story or two stories, but numerous stories. Wow, that is fascinating. It is significant. It is significant. And yet, culturally, societally, we are ignoring that. Yeah. Like in every community, I've yeah, yeah. with Jewish friends or uh, friends that practice Buddhism, any community, um, you know, the religions teach us compassion. Yeah. And then there's also this extra layer, right? We see in the religion a mirror of ourselves, as they say. So those that are leaning towards compassion find compassion in the religion and yeah. focus on that. And yeah. those that are, I would argue, spiritually abused from a young age and told not to think critically because it's Satan helping them yeah. or distracting them, yeah. right? They're less inclined to right. think critically and they'll lean closer towards an angry God or fearful of God. Sure. And so there's a lot of... Uh, spiritual abuse that I think we also need to critically look at and bring down if we're going to reach people to think more critically and lean more into compassion. So um, as we wind up, um, Zera, so if somebody is currently Muslim and they would like to be a vegan, bottom line is it does align with Islamic teachings. In fact, it sounds like it's more in line with uh, ultimately uh, Islamic teachings Um, and they can contact you to learn more about Absolutely. Going vegan or if they want to be learn more about it, basically. Awesome. They can reach out to me. I'm easily uh, found online. And uh, we're also launching our website really soon, greenislam.org, which helps Muslims become more environmentally conscious and live more ethically. And of course, as we know, eating animals is so incredibly harmful for the environment. And so we help uh, guide in that direction to the best of our ability. 